0: podcast episode was created to help bring more information about financial aid to students in a brand new way. On our show today, I chat with Juliana Balin, who is a financial aid staff assistant here at The Ohio State University. So I would like to preface with that. In this episode, we talk about financial aid, and more specifically, financial aid regarding federal and state grants and loans. So if you are a student that is interested in learning more specifically about perhaps education abroad-specific scholarships or where you can find um, different type of scholarships to apply for to help you pay for your program, we will have another episode in the future that tackles that specifically. in this episode i think there's a lot of terrific information and i hope that you uh you know take the time to listen and learn more uh especially with how how financial aid can impact you as a student planning when you can participate in an education abroad and how it can help you so sit back and relax and enjoy today's episode all right welcome into another episode this is actually episode two of the buckeyes a broadcast Uh, Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about financial aid and, you know, more specifically how financial aid can impact students that are looking, you know, at uh, participating in one of our many education abroad programs. And to talk a a little bit more about that, we've got our, you know, our expert here that we like to, uh, you know, we like to have our expert guests come on to the podcast um, so far. And today I'm going to introduce... Um, Juliana Balin, who is a financial aid staff assistant here at The Ohio State University. Um, Juliana, if you would like to, you can, uh, I just introduced you, but you can tell everybody a little bit about yourself uh, and kind of what your role is here at Ohio State, if you'd like.
1: Sure. Um, Like you said, my name is Juliana Balin. I've been with the university Wow, almost twenty years now. I'm working in the Office of Financial Aid for about eighteen years um, in a couple different roles. And right now, I'm the liaison between our office and the Office of International Affairs, working with um, a lot with uh, study abroad um, throughout the years. And I'm also uh, work a lot with scholarships across campus. So um, that's who I am. Awesome.
0: So, so uh, just kind of to get things started, we, we we throw around this word, right? Financial aid. Okay. Uh, and it, it can mean a lot of different things, definitely, to a lot of different people. So uh, in kind of our context today, uh, why don't you just kind of describe, you know, the definition, your, your, your definition, right, of financial aid and kind of w- uh, what all that encapsulates?
1: Sure. So financial aid includes any funds that help a student... Um, that's not like their own personal funds um, to help the student get through college. So that includes your federal, state, university aid, um, university aid both at large and from the individual college or department. It includes um, external, aid as well, so external scholarships, external loans. It also, in that, it includes loans. So your federal loans, there are even a small handful of loans through the university, as well as uh, loans um, through private sources, like from a bank.
0: That's perfect. And just for everybody's sake, who's listening at home, um, t- today we're specifically going to mostly be talking about financial aid in the realm of those federal and student um, um, loans, and kind of, kind of specifically how exactly that's going to, you know, impact you uh, as far as participating in a study abroad. So I, why don't we just start there at the at the beginning, right? So how, if I'm a student, how do I know if I'm eligible to receive, um, you know, this type of financial aid?
1: Sure. So the very first thing the student would need to do is to complete the FAFSA form, which is the Free Application for Federal Student Aid. That is done online, um, and the students need to do that every year. Um, it opens up uh, October 1 of every year, and um, OSU, we have a priority deadline of February 1, so you have quite some time to complete it. Um, and you will just include our school code. There's a, a number of questions about the student's family and financial um situation, um, etc. Our office will receive that information to determine the student's eligibility um, for federal and state aid so that would include um, possibly any grants as well as loans. It also lets us know if you're eligible for certain types of aid through the university
0: Terrific. And, you know, a first step, I hopefully, you know, if, if a student's listening to this, you know, episode, they've already heard that before because this yes. shouldn't be at least, you know, this should be hopefully the fourth or fifth time if they're a freshman that they've at least heard that word yeah. um, of, of, of the FAFSA form. Um, if they're looking for that information, I'm sure that they can probably visit Buckeye link um, in order to, to look up more um, info on at least the sp- specifically the link um, yes. to, connect, to, to get them to that page. Would that be the best place for them to go?
1: Yes, that's certainly one place to go, but also on um, the financial aid website, so sfa.osu.edu. Um, there's a couple different things, but um, studentaid.gov, is the uh, website for the FAFSA form? So student Studentaid.gov.
0: Okay, yes. great. So uh, for those of you listening, we'll include um, obviously those links in the episode description for after you get done, in case you need another place to find it. You'll be able to just click on it there. Um, so terrific. So um, so kind of re- or going off of this, like right from the beginning, when a student is looking at, you know, potentially. Um, participating in a study abroad at some point in their, you know, in their academic plan. Um, When, you know, when is it important slash, you know, how can they include financial aid in their plans, like throughout college, uh, when they're looking at different types of study abroad? And then obviously, when should they start? You kind of, you talked about that a little bit, you know, when, when FAFSA was due the first time, but um, just kind of comprehensively, when they're, when they're making their plans, you know, if they're trying to put a couple years in order as far as when they're looking to study abroad, how can they include financial aid in those plans?
1: Okay, so what um, you'll, you, the student will obviously want to file each year for the, the FAFSA to maximize their aid eligibility, and then the year that they're actually going to be participating in the program, they're going to want to make sure that they pay attention and meet all of the application deadlines um, that will be out there. So for scholarship applications, obviously for the FAFSA, um, and actually applying for the program itself. So um, if a student is going to be participating in the summer program, um, what they'll wanna do is um, make sure everything's on time, but then also if they need to pursue like a private loan or a Parent PLUS loan for the summer, they would wanna make sure that they start those applications as probably as early as they can so probably in March you know before that, that May or June program starts um, so March or April to, to get that ball rolling because sometimes um, simply by the nature of a private loan it does take a little bit longer to process than your regular student loan through the, the FAFSA the, your Stafford loan so that's what I would suggest um, and then just make sure that you that the student um, It understands what the cost of their program will be. So if there's any way that they could maybe set some money aside or um, if there's a way to make it perhaps a little less expensive, something to that extent. So they can have a full understanding of what their costs will be, the hours of enrollment for that term or terms that they're going to be um, in their program. That's also uh, important to know as well.
0: I think that's a great uh, tip that you kind of put on the end is whenever a student is looking at, you know, especially when they're trying to plan out in the future, which is obviously maybe the best way to do it if you if you are needing to to figure out exactly how you're going to be able to tackle, you know, the cost of a program, you know, one of the most important pieces of that is educating yourself on exactly what the program fee is and exactly, you know, how many credit hours the program's gonna be so that you can kind of, you know, get a hold of what those costs are going to be when you start looking at the total cost of participating in an education abroad program. And and I'll kind of take that moment to plug, we have all these terrific um, coordinators that work in the Office of International Affairs. Um, Whenever you as a student are looking at different types of program, especially if you're working through our website, educationabroad.osu.edu, on each of those individual pages for the program, your Ohio State, uh, official Ohio State coordinator, their contact information is listed on that page. So if you ever have a question about um, the pricing of a program, uh, program fee, how many credit hours are attached, or any, any items that are related to um, the cost, I would always encourage you to you know first reach out to them because they're going to always be uh, kind of your first contact who are happy to help answer those questions. And if they don't have the answer, they're gonna make sure that they can help find the person that does have it. So yeah, I think that was a terrific um, point. Uh, moving on from that, um, you know, as we continue to talk about financial aid, those of us in the Office of International Affairs work a lot with this form that's called a cost of attendance appeal. Yes. Um, could you just talk about that for a second and explain kind of what that is and why it's important to a student that uh, is using financial aid?
1: Okay, sure. Um, the, it basically will let us know if the student is incurring additional costs Um, Beyond the regular cost of attendance. So your regular cost of attendance includes some obvious things such as your tuition. It also includes um, an estimate for um, room and board um, regardless of if you're living on campus if you're living off campus or if you're living with your parents. It also includes an estimate for um, books and supplies as well as some travel expenses and miscellaneous expenses. So that's the kind of things that we already automatically include in the student's cost of attendance. So with that appeal form, it lets us know about additional expenses. So in this case study abroad, but it can also be for other things. So if a student has, um, let's say for example, for example, a lot of, Program fees. Let's say you're in the College of Business, perhaps, or in the College of Engineering. Those program fees, you can appeal for those. Uh, if your car breaks down, the variety of things you can do for the cost of attendance appeal. But in this case, um, we're talking about the uh, um, the budget letter that usually the students receive from the Office of International um, Affairs, um, and it's it's very. We've worked with their office for years, and the being fantastic it's very concise and lets us know exactly what those additional expenses are the student would submit that and what we would do is we look at what your normal cost is for that term or terms and we compare it to this budget letter and then we can increase in most cases increase um, your the student's cost of attendance to to match that uh, or, or get as close to as possible those additional expenses and then what that does is it makes the student possibly eligible for some additional aid it's not automatic but it makes in, in most cases it's going to be a loan additional loan money it lets us know hey now if the student wanted to pursue an additional loan option or um, in some cases maybe additional scholarship money um, to pay for your study abroad expenses so
0: no I think that's a that's a terrific explanation and especially what you harped on there um, there's a couple different pieces to pull out of that. Um, you're right. The ed, uh, our system within Education Abroad makes it, you know, pretty straightforward for students whenever they are filing that cost of appeal form. Um, the bulk of the information they need is housed within um, the budget sheet that is going to be located on their program page and again I would refer them back if they have issues finding that information to uh, just contact their um, education abroad coordinator and they would be happy to make sure that uh, that information is shared if a student ever needs to find this form this cost of attendance appeal that we're talking about um, it's it's really you know easy to find it, it just like anything as, as long as you know where to look so I always tell I always tell folks uh, whenever I'm, I'm showing a student wherever to find any kind of form. I love starting with Google because everybody knows how you know how to use that. So uh, if you head on over to Google and you just search that word right cost of attendance appeal Ohio State, it's going to be one of the first links that comes up. If you are more, you know, adept at just finding the website and working your way through, you can go over to sfa.osu.edu and right there on the homepage, you'll see the forms link. And after you click access to all forms, you'll be able to find it pretty easily right there. It says cost of attendance appeal. So not only for education abroad, but, you know, kind of as you said, whenever a student is, is looking to, um, you know, appeal how much it costs for them to be a student here at Ohio State, that is going to be the form that they're looking for. And again, it's incredibly straightforward. Um, and, you know, as long as you, you pull it up in front of you, you can kind of walk your way through exactly uh, what is needed to, to plug that info on. Um, as far as timing goes, and this is going to kind of get into the intricacies a little bit um, about education abroad. When we're talking about a student who is potentially looking at um, enrolling in an OSU program uh, that, or a program that's recognized by Ohio State um, at another institution, and they have enrollment dates that don't necessarily align with uh, ours at Ohio State, how does that impact their financial aid?
1: Okay so what we would do is uh, our office will work with um, with uh, international affairs and try and and we will know when that student's first day of attendance is and we will um, try and uh, disperse the aid as close to that date as possible. We have certain rules and guidelines that we must follow um, so that's why we would do that so we would and it happens um, and so we try and work with you know everyone as much as we possibly can so that the student receives their aid in, the, in a timely manner to pay for their, those fees and expenses that they have. Otherwise, if it's, let's say, um, our classes start on, I'm making this up, August 1st, and then the student's um, uh, study abroad class starts on August 5th, we would disperse it on OSU's regular schedule. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's important to note, when a student is doing a, a year-long program. So they're going in the fall and then they're also going in the spring. The initial um, uh, disbursement date might be a little off, but the second one has to follow the OSU disbursement date. That's how that would work. So, um, and over the years working with these different organizations, um, the third-party providers, that kind of thing, they're they've all been very understanding about disbursement dates so they've worked with schools all around the country so they're familiar with the rules that the department with the financial aid offices have to abide by so they're usually they're pretty flexible and understanding
0: sure uh, and kind of kind go kind of going down this vein in, a, in another kind of unique case for those of our students who uh, uh, have been awarded a uh, full academic scholarship. Yes. Uh, when they are having this conversation about potentially participating in an education abroad program, and they, you know, they're able to learn about that program fee, how does this, how does that additional cost of attendance impact a student who is on a full academic scholarship?
1: Sure. Um, for those students, the the appeal form would help them maybe get additional scholarships on top of that full academic scholarship. Um, or if they wanted to pursue a loan, they could do that. It will not increase that full academic scholarship though. So let's say if you have the eminent scholarship, that dollar amount of your eminent scholarship will not increase. You may pursue additional scholarships or loans. That's how that would work. So for those students, it would be beneficial to do that, cost of attendance appeal form. um, It's not required though, but it, it would be beneficial.
0: Sure. And that's definitely I I bring it up because I don't want it to be a downer, but I want it to be a misconception that's maybe understood by those students is that, you know, I'm on a full ride academic scholarship. Does that mean I get to automatically, you know, participate in any education abroad program that I want with no extra fees? No, it doesn't mean that. But, you know, there are scholarships available for you to help you know, tackle that extra program fee. And the way that, you know, outside or uh, Ohio State is able to recognize that you do have this additional um, cost that's not going to be covered is that you file this cost of or, uh, uh, additional cost of attendance um, appeal. So, right. you know, for those students, you need to make sure that you keep that in mind that, yeah, we're going to try and help you, you know, get, get those scholarships, but you need to be able to be kind of that self-advocate by, by filing that form for yourself.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: Right. So, um, uh, kind of, kind of along the same vein. So, if I'm a student and I'm looking at a study abroad that is not, you know, recognized by Ohio State, I can't find it on the Ohio State website. Um, am I still able to use my financial aid uh, to help with that program?
1: Unfortunately, you would not. You would need to um, pursue some other options, um, and maybe work with that organization that you're looking at to see what options they may have. Um, but the the aid need that that we are in charge of would is for those programs that are through the university so yeah
0: I would, yeah. And no, no, no. I want to take that as an opportunity because we do get students that reach out about, you know, uh, participating in programs, uh, uh, you know, through other institutions and that kind of thing. I would, I always want to encourage students, you know, you need to find the program that works correctly for you, but always look through the pretty vast catalog that we have here at Ohio State. Uh, Under normal circumstances, right, we have got over 200 offerings of different types uh, of programs and of different lengths and of different disciplines. So make sure that you're always looking to see, you know, through that comprehensive list of Ohio State offerings uh, to see what we have here at Ohio State. Because, you know, I, I can bet you that we're going to have, if it's not exactly what you're looking for, we've got something that's pretty darn close to exactly what you need. So that's another, you know, a benefit of financial aid is, uh, you know, or a benefit of using an Ohio State approved program is you still have access to your financial aid and you also have access um to it uh, being billed as Ohio State tuition which obviously is that benefit of if I have academic scholarships they can be automatically applied um to that to that program fee and to that tuition cost um yeah I think I just had one one other scenario I wanted to put forward if I'm a student let's say it's a normal situation and we're you know hopefully going to have programs running uh in summer 2021 and I'm looking at participating in a program next summer um, when do I need to, you know, make sure that my cost of attendance appeal is submitted um, to Buckeye Lake?
1: I would try and do that um, by mid-March uh, at the late, probably at the late. So the earlier you have your, your, um, your budget letter from OIE, the better. And get that in um, so we can start processing it. Now we may not, let's say you get it in early March, we may not be able to process it right then but it would be in queue so we can process it as soon as we are able to and that way it'll just start the ball rolling on everything that we we need to get done so that the student can receive their aid.
0: I think that's a, an awesome point to uh, also to, to one of our last points to end on would be you know a lot of times if I'm a student and I think, oh man, I need to get this form submitted by this deadline so that they can, you know, automatically, you know, uh, you know, change my situation. Like you kind of mentioned earlier, it doesn't. It's not a guarantee, right, that any changes are going to be made to a student's, um, you know, financial aid package. And the other side of that is it's not an instant approval process sometimes right. you know sometimes the office needs several weeks in order to file or to, to get all these uh, to sort through each of these forms so you know whenever a student is able to and if they have all of their information to be able to submit their form right the golden rule is the earlier, the better. In most cases, so right. that, That's mm-hmm. that's just something I'd like for all students to take with them if they've uh, if they've listened through to this uh, point in the podcast. But I think that that is all of the questions I have for you. I'd like to thank you, Juliana, for uh, for joining us today. On you're uh, welcome. Yeah, on our on our. You know, we're super excited for this to be the second episode of the Buckeyes of Broadcast. If students have specific financial aid questions, Mm -hmm. um, do you have a representative you uh, like to forward folks to a certain email that's good for for students to send any questions to?
1: Actually, Buckeye Link is the best spot. They are well trained uh, in in how... Financial aid works in regards to study abroad programs. I mean, I can't speak highly enough about that staff. They take on a Herculean task um, for all that they they do, all the questions that they answer, and the volume that they they work with. So that staff is fantastic, and they're very well trained on on, um, uh, like I said, the, the various access of financial aid and study abroad. So I would um, contact them, um, and then you know if they have questions that they are not able to answer they will then work very closely with our staff to get those questions resolved for the student that they're working with.
0: I think that's terrific. And I'll I'll just plug that for any students that do have any financial aid specific questions. If you're just looking to send an email and hopefully get some help and a response, um, the email is buckeye link at osu.edu. So pretty, pretty easy to remember. And again, that'll Mm -hmm. be housed in the, um, in the podcast notes. So once again, uh, Juliana, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you. It's been a a pleasure talking to you.
1: All right. Right. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Once again, Thank you for joining. In today's episode, we hope that you learned a little bit more about financial aid and how it impacts education abroad. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we hope that you subscribe to our feed in order to hear new episodes as they come out. If you are subscribed, you'll be one of the first to hear about our different types of programs offered within Education Abroad, as well as all the other terrific information that we are trying to share with you. Please leave us a review and let us know what you liked and definitely what you think that we can improve on, or also in your reviews, leave ideas for different things you would like to hear about. I promise that we will read all of the reviews and we will definitely use them to improve the quality of what we are putting out. After subscribing and leaving a review, we would ask that you head on over to the Office of International Affairs Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter feeds to find us there. On Facebook, you can find us at the Office of International Affairs at The Ohio State University, over on Instagram and Twitter, at OSU Global. If you tag us uh, on Instagram, you can use the hashtag BuckeyesAbroad. uh, And if you're sharing, you know, all the terrific content that you have, if you've uh, been a participant in one of our programs, there's a great chance that we will share it onto our account. If you would like to learn more about any of our over 200 programs offered here at The Ohio State University, we'd ask that you head on over to educationabroad.osu.edu. There you can use our search system that is extremely easy to use to learn about any programs that you might be interested in. If you ever have any general questions about education abroad, please feel free to call 614-292-6101 or email abroadadvisor at osu.edu. Thank you for joining us today. Time for our NPR style sign off. This podcast is brought to you by Education Abroad within the Office of International Affairs here at The Ohio State University. Our producers of this podcast are myself, Ryan Vanderhaar, as well as Charlie Gabor. Thank you for listening.